welcome to episode 59 of George's Random Astronomical Object. Every episode, I run a random number generator to select random astronomical coordinates in the sky, and I then search for an astronomical object near those coordinates and talk about what makes the object so interesting to astronomers. So, I will now run the random number generator. And the random number generator has once again deposited the coordinates in a bucket of water. Give me a moment to fish out the coordinates. And the coordinates for this episode are 20 hours, 37 minutes, 21.6 seconds right ascension, and plus 75 degrees, 36 minutes, 2 seconds declination. These coordinates point to the star system VWCFI, which you should not confuse with VVCFI. So VWCFI is a binary star system at a distance of A6.4 light years or 26.5 parsecs that contains two yellow-orange stars or orange-yellow stars. I've discussed a lot of binary star systems and multiple star systems in this podcast so far, but VWCFI is actually a type of binary star system that I haven't covered yet. It was identified in 1926 as an example of what is called an eclipsing contact binary system. Alternately, it is often referred to as a W-Ursa Majoris-type variable star system after the first star system that was identified as an eclipsing contact binary. So let me give an explanation for what an eclipsing contact binary star system is. In most binary star systems, the stars are usually separated by a large enough distance that they generally exist as distinct individual stars within the star system. Even though the stars are still gravitationally bound to each other and still orbit around the center of gravity in the system. If the stars are relatively close to each other, though, they will tidally distort each other so they will look kind of elliptical, and they could heat each other's surfaces. If the stars are really close, then the outer atmospheres of the stars will touch each other and merge together, and the two stars will end up enveloped in a single oblong layer of gas. This is what is happening in VWCFI and other contact binary star systems. In addition to this, VWCFI happens to be oriented in such a way that, as seen from Earth, the stars eclipse each other, and this causes the star system to vary in brightness over time. Based on the most recent models of this system, the two stars in VWCFI have very different sizes. The bigger star is about the same size as the Sun although it's slightly more massive, while the smaller star has diameter that is close to half the size of the Sun, ignoring the parts that are distorted by the tidal forces in the star system. The stars are only separated by a distance equivalent to the diameter of the Sun, so you can imagine just how close they would look to each other if you were in the spaceship in the star system, or if you were just outside the spaceship in the star system. Because the stars in VWCFI are so close, they not only share an outer layer of gas, but orbit each other very rapidly. They complete an orbit around each other about once every six and a half hours, so during a typical night of observing the star with a telescope on Earth, astronomers can watch each star eclipse the other star at least once. 
these eclipses produce distinct drops in the brightness of the star system. However, astronomers noticed that the variations in the brightness of these two stars was a little bit more complex than what could be explained by just one star eclipsing the other one. These more complex variations turned out to be the results of star spots on the bigger star. Star spots, which are the same as sunspots but on stars other than the sun, are slightly cooler parts of the star surfaces that are usually associated with strong magnetic fields as well as bright flares that produce large amounts of energy across the electromagnetic spectrum. The magnetic fields in the sun by itself are rather complicated and difficult for astronomers to describe, so you can imagine that the tidal distortion of the two stars in VW Cephei have made the magnetic fields extra weird. It's usually very difficult for astronomers to map the star spots and other stars because they are very far away, but the unusual light variations in VW Cephei allowed astronomers to figure out that the larger star has either a couple of large star spots or a couple of clusters of star spots on its surface. These star spots produce other effects as well. I was particularly impressed by the results of X-ray observations for this star system that not only detected the thin, hot outer corona of gas that envelops both of these stars, but also detected flares associated with the magnetic fields around the star spots. Now, VWCPI is not the only eclipsing contact binary star system in the sky. After all, I indicated that astronomers sometimes call this a W Ursa Majoris type star system because it is similar to the star system W Ursa Majoris. However, VW Cephei is one of the brightest and well studied of these eclipsing contact binary star systems. Therefore, what astronomers learn about VW Cephei is very useful for understanding these star systems in general. And this is why VW Cephei is so important in astronomy. The location on the Earth's surface that corresponds to the position of VW Cephei in the sky is in the interior of northwest Greenland. This is an area covered in a relatively indistinct part of Greenland's ice sheet that is melting but will presumably still cover this part of Greenland during our lifetimes. Or at least I hope so. The website for this podcast is www.randomastronomicalobject.com. You can visit the website to download episodes of the show, read information about the astronomical objects, view images of those astronomical objects, look up additional reference information, and send me random feedback. You can also find this podcast on Facebook and on Twitter. The audio was recorded and edited by George Bendo. The music is Immersion by Sasha Endy at www.sasha-endy.de and the sound effects are from the Freesound Project at www.freesound.org. Thanks for listening.